With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Everyone, welcome to the Bolts Broadcast, a brand new hockey podcast, all about the Tampa Bay Lightning as a part of the new Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Joining me today, Chase Croshaw. How you doing, Chase? Uh, doing pretty good. You know, still have no sports really going on, so it sucks. But other than that, you know, hanging in. How about you? Yeah, we're all right, and as you can tell, we're quarantined separately today. As uh, Michigan has gone on a three-week lockdown, everyone's quarantining, and you know I didn't think it was going to be a problem even with this lockdown. Chase and I being able to get together and talking about the podcast, and uh, you know not only the Bolts broadcast but also our our own podcast we have. So I didn't think that was going to be a problem, but it, it was for our parents. So we are doing it separately over Skype again. So. Hopefully, it's not too bad for you guys. Hopefully, you guys are staying safe. But, uh, yeah, Chase, a little bit unfortunate we couldn't get together. Yeah, it's definitely a lot easier, a lot smoother when we're in person. You know, don't have to worry about technical issues. You kind of just feed off each other's energy. But, you know, we I say we still do a pretty good job over our Skype calls. So, it's just not as necessarily great as sound quality, not necessarily great as just, like, pure chemistry. But, I don't know, I, I still like to say we're the best. Obviously. I mean, come on. Uh, it's in guys, it's, it's not cockiness. It's just, you know, uh, the truth. So, um, but, uh, yeah, so we got a little bit of news for you guys today. Most of it's coming from the CHL. And then today we're going into more hockey stuff. We're not going to uh, recap what the regular season has shown for us thus far. Uh, we're going to hold off on that for a little bit longer, but we are doing hockey stuff. We're doing our top five favorite NHL jerseys of all time. We also have a dishonorable mention, which is a jersey that is currently being used in the NHL right now that we think needs to be scrapped immediately. So got some jerseys for you guys coming up today. It's going to be exciting. But first, Chase, let's hop into the news. Uh, First off, CHL playoffs Memorial Cup officially canceled. Yeah, this, this one definitely hurt. Uh, it was really the beginning of what's I think is to come probably with the NHL. I have a hard time seeing the NHL picking up their season at any point the way things are going. Uh, so you know it sucks for all all these junior hockey kids who are going to be aging out, who are going to be moving on to the pros. They don't have a chance to win a championship if they haven't already. You know the team I was working for, we were in, in a great position to win this year, but now it's just completely wiped out. Just 
all the hard work, you know, the trades we made, just every, everything all for nothing. It, it really sucks. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, it, it just kind of had to be done. There, there's no way that they would have been able to be able to, like, pick up the season with such a kind of, like, low – I don't want to say it's a low-budget, like, level of hockey because like, it, it definitely isn't. But when you compare it to pro hockey, you know, it's a pretty low scale. So it's, it definitely would not be as easy for them to just pick up like the NHL possibly could. But at the, at the end of the day, I think this is just a sign of things to come for the NHL too. Yeah, it's very unfortunate, and at some point, leagues are going to have to cancel like the CHL did here. You don't want to give false hope to your players, your spectators, and be like, okay, we're, we're just paused. We might come back. Don't worry. But at some point, it's going to be just too many weeks, too many months that we're in the, the pause situation where it's just time to cancel. I think, honestly, the CHL should have waited maybe another week or two because... Honestly, we have no idea where this is going. Uh, the United States as a whole is now number one in coronavirus cases, which is super unfortunate. Um, so maybe that was a, a deciding factor in it, seeing that we only keep rising. But yeah, if I was the the head of the CHL personally, I would probably do one, maybe two more weeks just to see if things start to slow up a little bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, I get it. You, you can't keep giving people false hope at some point you got to say all right enough is enough we have to end it yeah i know i agree 100 percent. and like i get them you know wanting to try to stay optimistic and trying to get back to the season but like it just it really just can't be done i i've i've seen quite a few articles over the last couple of days honestly that have just been saying all right nhl it's time to just cancel your season like what's the point of waiting it's not really going to benefit anybody if you're just going to cancel it anyway just you might as well just cancel it now we'll have to move on for next year just hope that this never happens again you know this would be the second time it's happened in the NHL history so hopefully it's the last time but it, it just it has to be done very sadly very sadly has to be done yeah and I think it was March 12th where the NHL and the CHL and uh really because on March 11th that's when basketball canceled their season the NBA canceled their season so uh, March 12th is when all hockey went down so it's been 17 days uh, at some point it's got to happen so Chase will now move on Connor Bedard he gets exceptional player status for the WHL next season making him the first WHL player to get exceptional player status yeah this is some pretty breaking news uh, or pretty big news I should say as we saw Last year, Matthew Savoy, he tried to get that status, did not get it. Played a pretty good amount of games in the dub this year. Uh, you know, he was solid. You could tell he's definitely a younger, smaller player. It's, you know, sustained a, a pretty big hit, which, which he got injured on. Uh, he was someone who might have been fully ready for it, but kind of on the verge wasn't being. Commodore is a different story. This kid is just flat out ready for, he's ready for junior hockey. He's going to. Be the first overall pick. Regina Pats currently hold that pick, and I presume they will hold that pick and not move it at any point. He will go to the Regina Pats. He will be an immediate impact player as a 15-year-old, you know, being the first one to be able to play a full season at that young age in the WHL. He's, he, I wouldn't be surprised if he like, I don't want to say, I don't want to say dominates, but like a, a point per game isn't really out of the realm. Like this kid is a special talent. He is going to be a very high pick in his NHL draft. And the crazy thing is, he went in. Like, right now, he's not even slotted to be the first overall pick in his NHL draft, because that's the Matt Vamichkov draft. So, that 2023 draft is just looking like something special. Uh, Kyle Bedard, we're, we're going to see some pretty special things out of him, too. And it's good for Western Canada to finally get in on the exceptional status. 
Yeah, most definitely. And Chase, because, or as you mentioned, he will be playing his first season as a 15-year-old. You told me he's got four seasons of full play in the WHL. So it'd just be absolutely stupid if the Regina Pats traded that pick because if you got a guy who is this good and is going to play four seasons for you, why give him up? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. There was actually three players going for WHL exceptional player status, and Connor Bedard only won to get it. And I think that's the case, right? There's no there's no hope for the other two? No. Per, like Technically, it's not impossible, but uh, once they started doing this exceptional status thing, they kind of maintained how they only want to keep it one per league. And kind of in general, they would like to do it only one per year. And that's kind of that's what it's been so far. It's just been one per year between the three leagues, and it's only been one per league, obviously, too. Um, but if they really feel it, um, so the, the two kids, Riley Height and Braden Yeager, if they really feel that they are truly that level, there's a chance to get it. I don't personally think they're that level. I think they are high-talent kids who are going to be very successful junior hockey and pro hockey players, but I don't think they're anywhere near Connor Bedard. Right, so we know the presumed first overall pick in the WHL. Let's now talk about the presumed first overall pick in the OHL, Adam Fantilli. Yeah, this is, this is a tough one for the OHL. Adam Fantilli recently signed a tender with the Chicago Steel, the USHL. Uh, you know, he he left Canada this year, left playing AAA hockey in the GTHL to go play uh, prep school hockey with his brother, and now next year his brother's going to play for Chicago Steel, and he's going to go join him there. Uh, his brother right now, if I'm not mistaken, is committed to Michigan, and I would not be surprised to see an Adam Fatilli Michigan commitment once he is able to do so next season. Uh, with the new NCAA rules, you have to wait until, I don't remember the exact uh, time gap, but like next season he'll be able to commit to Michigan. So I can see that happening. I still doesn't close the door on him being in the OHL the following season, but next year the easy like lockdown number one overall pick the OHL it will not be playing in the OHL yeah that's very tough for the Ontario Hockey League but they have great players down there anyways like Shane Wright Cole Perfetti we I don't I don't know if we want to assume that he'll be back in the OHL but or you and I both think that maybe one more year is best for him they have great players down there so I don't think this is really a big impact but it's definitely going to be tough yeah no 100% I agree all right, Chase, let's now go to the last topic of news, and that is that an NHL franchise has proposed a tournament for the first overall pick this year in the NHL draft. Yeah, so the, this one kind of came into the news a couple days ago. Uh, it was just like a, I don't know exactly what team proposed. I don't know if it ever came out. I didn't see it anywhere if it did. But what they wanted to do is, so all the non-playoff teams, because if the season does pick up, like the playoffs are just going to, pick up with the teams that are in the playoffs right now or based off percentage whatever so the non-playoffs teams would kind of have a playoff tournament to, to see who could get that first overall pick so the winner of the tournament gets the first overall pick which i mean it'd, it'd be cool to get extra hockey it'd be cool to you know have those kind of stakes on the line see what really desperate teams can do but at the end of the day it would just screw over a team like the detroit red wings who are so clearly obviously the worst team in the league and need as high as pick as possible they're already probably getting as screwed as it is and the draft lottery as most teams usually do. So why why screw them even the tournament style? Why give the team that missed the playoffs by like a point the first overall pick, you know? 
Yeah, exactly. The The purpose for the draft is to give the most talented player to the least talented team, to try to give the fans hope, to try to turn around that franchise. It's not to give the most talented player to the team that's right on the brink of the playoffs. So uh, although a tournament would be fun to watch and more hockey is always enjoyable and welcomed, it would not be a good case because that's not what the draft's for. Yeah, 100%. Like it... I'm not gonna. I wouldn't complain about watching more hockey, but I think that just does way more harm than good. Yeah, exactly. All right, Chase. Let's now talk about our top jerseys of all time. We've got our top five. Uh, we've got a dishonorable mention, which we will mention before our number one overall jersey. So we'll go five through two, dishonorable, and then our number one. Uh, Chase, I'll let you go first. But first off, we wanted to talk about an honorable mention, and that is the current Tampa Bay Lightning alternate jersey they're all blacks uh i've seen a lot of hate recently on twitter and when i'm listening to games and stuff i'm hearing a lot of hate on these all black jerseys and i don't understand it i love all black jerseys and i think tampa has one of the best i think you put it with the new york islanders with their all black jerseys as well those are really clean uh so we just wanted to bring that up because we like that jersey a lot and don't really understand why it gets so much hate a hundred percent like all black jerseys for teams that don't wear black normally can often be really cool designs and i think that our lightning did a pretty good job with it i i think it's an awesome jersey it's a jersey i don't own but it's a jersey i do want to own uh i don't know why people hate on it so much you know like i i see that too it it just it doesn't make any sense to me i i think it's executed pretty well for especially for an alternate jersey uh something to wear a couple times a year uh so I, i i just don't i don't get the hate for it Yeah, I think maybe one reason there might be a little bit of hate towards it is because of how often we wear it. Obviously, it's not our home jersey, but it seems like we are wearing it probably about 50% of home games. But it is a beautiful jersey, so I I don't care if it's the home or the alternate. I think it looks really cool, and I love seeing it on the ice. So uh, we just wanted to bring that up. We we like the jersey a lot, but uh, it gets too much hate in our books. So, Chase, let's now hop into our official top five jerseys of all time. We'll start with your number five. My number five goes out to the Hartford Whalers. Once they merge into the NHL, uh, they... So that was 1979, the WHA NHL merger. They had those beautiful green jerseys. Oh, God, dude, I love those. They used those until 92, until they switched to the dark blue, which were still clean, but those greens, just they, they hit different. Yeah, I like the Hartford Whalers jerseys, specifically their away jerseys. I like the crisp white with the uh, you know green accents and that, but um, for me, just for some reason, I'm not a big all green jersey type guy, uh, which is a little weird because I'm a Michigan State Spartan. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a, a big all green guy, so I prefer the aways, but they are very clean jerseys, really nice. And uh, that's understandable. I just like, I, I get that, and I, I do really like their whites too. I want pretty much all darks for my jerseys, um, just in general. Like, I mean, like some, some of these teams, I like both the darks and whites, but like, I'm simply just talking kind of about one. Um, but like, I, I just think this jersey did such a good job. I think the logo, like, I always loved the Whalers logo. It sucks that it's not part of the NHL anymore. So if, the more often that the Hurricanes can wear these jerseys, because they've worn these throwbacks before, you know, the more often they can do it, the better. Yeah, exactly. And Chase, uh, you are more of a uh, history buff. You like the older jerseys, whereas I am more of a modern type uh, person. 
I, I look at modern houses rather than, you know, the older houses. I mean, I love house shopping, let's be honest. But, um, yeah, so I, I'll always go for the modern jerseys. Chase is more of the older, more history-type jerseys. So if you're looking for that, Chase has got you. If you're looking for the more modern-type jerseys, I got you. So uh, let's start with my number five, and this is a combo of two. So this is the 2019 Stadium Series between Pittsburgh and Philly. I love both of their jerseys. Pittsburgh had the all-black with some yellow accents. Philly was basically all orange with some black accents. I love both jerseys, and I think put together, it made it an even better experience for me. The one problem that I have for them that wouldn't put them higher is the helmets. I thought the helmets were incredibly stupid. Yeah, the, the helmets were just terrible. It really <laughs> kind of killed the vibe of those jerseys. I loved, I did love that matchup. That jersey matchup on the ice did look really good. Uh, those Penguins ones are very sharp. I, I, I love black jerseys that have a bright color that isn't white to correlate with them. It just, it, I think it just pops really well. So I, I do, I do agree. Like those, those were pretty nice, but those helmets were, they, they, God, they were so bad. What were they thinking? Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, if you just give them black helmets and don't put the logo design on the helmet, it would make the jerseys 10 times better. Legit, do less work, you get a better result. It's crazy. Um, But yeah, with my jerseys, you'll see a little bit of a trend here. It follows along with my number five. Uh, Number four is a little skewed, but uh, you'll see I've kind of got a trend with my jerseys. Chase, let's now talk about your number four. My number four, uh, it was hard putting this one this low, but I did anyway, uh, is the Quebec Nordiques blue jerseys. I love the whites too, but the blues, oh God, just beauties. You know, the, the Nordiques used them really from their time in the NHL up until they moved to Colorado in 95. Uh, there was a possibility that like, of a rumored leaked jersey before they made that move. If they were going to stay in Quebec, they were going to kind of have like a go to a dark blue have like a huskies or logo uh i'm happy that never happened that would have tarnished the quebec Rondiques for me their blues that they had while they played in the nhl were just unreal great jerseys though uh you know the little accents at the bottom of the jersey just really brought everything together yeah for sure and it was rumored before seattle was officially announced that maybe Quebec would be coming back to the NHL. Maybe we'd see those classic jerseys back in the NHL, but that didn't happen, unfortunately. We get the Seattle team. Uh, And who knows what the Seattle jerseys and logo and name is going to be. I'm I'm very excited for that. Hey, maybe they're in the top five next year when we uh, officially see the jerseys, but we'll have to wait and find out. Uh, So, Chase, on to my number four. My number four is the Washington Capitals 2015 Winter Classic jerseys. This had the a little bit darker red, uh, almost getting towards that maroon color. They've got the big blue W in the middle, white Capitals spelt right across the crest. Uh, Jerseys that kind of give me an old school feel, but not too old school where I get turned off. So I'm a big fan of these Capitals jerseys, and they still wear them today as, you know, some type of alternate. So it's cool to see. Yeah, those are solid. My my favorite Caps jersey is probably the um they're like red alternates. Not not like those ones, but like the red with um like the blue and white. They kind of look like they'd be Team Russia jerseys. Those are my favorite Caps ones by a mile. So I, I don't know if I could go where you exactly are going with these, but they're not they're not bad by any means. I, I just I don't like they don't really hold any place in my heart. Yeah, I feel you, and I, I really like the pants too because they got the uh, dark blue pants with white stars down the the sides. So those are pretty sweet. But uh, Chase, let's now move on to your number three. 
My number three is my only current active team, the Detroit Red Wings jerseys. Uh, so the, the Detroit Red Wings started using their both the red and white started using the uh, kind of like version of the current design, I guess will be the word I'm looking for. Started using that in 1935 once they went to the winged wheel. The winged wheel adapted over time. The jersey slightly changed, but it's been pretty much the same thing since 1935. It, it's just an all-time jersey in all sports. It's, it's one of the most recognizable jerseys and logos in sports, which is great for a sport like hockey because you need to have those recognizable brands. Uh, it, it's just so clean. Like, how do you hate it? Yeah, most definitely. It's it's a classic. Like, there, there's no change in it whatsoever. I mean, you know, tiny little tweaks, but it it's really been one of the only jerseys in NHL history to look basically the exact same from creation to now and that's been forever so it's uh it's awesome to see the red wings stick with their uh their simplicity and it is a nice jersey yeah it's oh it's great it's something that it's a jersey that i'll always love it'll never be outside of my top five because it's like it's it's just such a great like just symbol of you know hockey history and as well as modern day hockey as well you know dominance from the highs to lows like it's it's just the perfect hockey symbol yeah for sure all right chase my number three we are going back to the 90s for this one and honestly i didn't really know much about this jersey until i did a little bit of research today before our episode and this is the 1993 to 1995 ottawa senators home jersey this was an all-black jersey. You got some red stripes. It's super simple, red stripes. You got white numbers, white lettering with the original Ottawa Senators logo right there in the middle. Uh, I think it looks super simple but super clean. And I love all-black jerseys with you know little accents of color that get popped in there, and that's exactly what this Ottawa Senators jersey is. So I'm a big fan and didn't really even know about it until today. Yeah, I know exactly which ones you're talking about. Those ones are definitely clean they, they are some of the better ottawa senators jerseys in my opinion i don't really like their ones they have now uh they're not my dishonorable mention but they were in discussion for that uh so going back to something like this would be something pretty neat because i think these were executed really well i really like this older logo too i don't like their current logo too much yeah i agree with you 100 percent. all right chase let's now move on into your number two my number two got to be the California Golden Seals teal jerseys that they wore from 74 until 76 once they eventually moved to Cleveland and became the Barons. You know, those jerseys were just great. You know, th- that teal with a little bit of yellow and white compounded with the white skates that were just painted white. Every time you'd block a shot, it would be painted over. So your skates would weigh 20 pounds by the end of the year. It, it was just an awesome combination you know the the owner of the team at the time loved white skates and made every player on his team have those white skates that's why they kept painting over them they kept getting heavy it's probably why the team never really had much success towards the end of the season into the playoffs eventually had to move but those jerseys that's a jersey i do not own that's a jersey i really do want to own though it's as i it's clearly my number two of all time it's just it's just so beautiful like i i need to see that color scheme again in the nhl i i do like the you know kind of tealish color that the seals rocked and you know i honestly like all the older jerseys i'm not as big of a fan of as you are i mean i just like the more modern look they had a a different look back then so um i mean they're nice they're classic jerseys but uh, i wouldn't put them 
you know, as high as you do. And that's just because we have different opinions. So, um, but, but yeah, I, I, I get the sentiment you have for those jerseys. They are very nice. So now onto my number two, this is the current, yes, a current Jersey making the list, the current alternate for the San Jose Sharks. These are all black jerseys yet again. Uh, they've got a nice, the nice San Jose Shark teal um, for some stripes in there. And honestly, I think the San Jose Sharks teal with black is just so gorgeous. And I think that these jerseys are just one of the best. Honestly, I'm nowhere near a San Jose Sharks fan. Like, I wouldn't even put them in my top 15 of NHL teams. But when I saw these jerseys, I was like, I think I need to get one. Yo, I, I agree. They are definitely, if I had to pick my like favorite jersey in the NHL besides the Red Wings one that I picked, it probably is those jerseys, honestly, uh, just of all the ones that are out there in circulation that have been worn over the last, like I'd say, two or three seasons. Th- those ones, just they, they, they hit different, that's for sure. It, the, that, that teal just looks so good against that black. I really love it. It really does. So uh, that's my number two. And now before we get into our number one, we're going to do our dishonorable mentions. And the dishonorable mention, we mentioned it earlier on in the show. This is a jersey that is currently being used by an NHL team that we think needs to be scrapped immediately and replaced. So Chase, let's start off with your dishonorable mention. You know what team has the ugliest jerseys in the NHL, in my opinion, right now, Michael? Uh, well, I, I think the Minnesota wild, but I I know that's not where you're going. No, it is the ugly ass New Jersey devil jerseys that they have right now. They're disgusting. They don't look good. The red is just like bland. The black and white do not look good on it. It's just, it's so boring. It's so ugly. It makes me not want to watch New Jersey devil games. They either need to go back to the red jerseys with the green, black and white and the green pants, or they need to just completely rebrand one of the two. No other option. All right, so we're going rebrand because we're obviously not going back to the red, black, green. Those were so ugly. Good. Those were so good. So dirty. So dirty. That's almost as bad as the Minnesota Wild jerseys. Crocs. The Wild jersey sucks, but those green pants just really did it for me. Oh, God. So beautiful. I think they need to do a rebrand. They're too simple at this point right now. They've got... So the Red Wings, they can do the simple because they are only white and red. The New Jersey Devils, it's a little bit different. They got more colors into it. We've seen more complex jerseys from them in the past. So right now they're just too simple. They can do more with it. I think that's what they need to do. They need to do some rebrand rather than bring back the green. Because, again, I just don't think... Like, red and green for me, I don't want to think of Christmas when I'm watching hockey. I don't. Dude, it looks so good though with the Devils. But if they're gonna if they're gonna rebrand, at least like I want them to try out a like a main like black jersey color. I, I really want them to try out that because I think that could work well with the red that they have. Uh, but if they ever do that, they would only ever do that in alternate, and I don't even know if that'll happen. Yeah, I agree. I think a black jersey would look pretty slick for the New Jersey Devils. All right, moving on to my dishonorable mention. Man, this one is oh, I am not a fan. Uh, this is the current alternates for the Edmonton Oilers. It's a, it's a dark blue with orange. There's no white in it whatsoever. Just dark blue with orange. I think they're so ugly. Uh, a couple years back, they, when we went to the Jersey change with Adidas, 
Uh, they had a primarily blue jersey, and it was the Oilers' classic blue. It wasn't a super dark blue. And then their alternates were the new orange ones that they rock. I absolutely love those orange ones. Honestly, if they didn't get changed to the home and they kept them as alternates, they might have might have cracked my top five. But then they changed them to their home jerseys and then made a dark blue and orange alternate jersey that I think is just incredibly ugly. I don't... I don't think the dark blue with the orange match very well. If they kept the light blue like they did in their older homes, I think that would have been fine. But I absolutely hate these jerseys. There's no white to it. It's just those clash of colors, and I think they need to change it. I agree a thousand billion trillion percent. Uh, do you can have a similar type of design as that, but go back to like the correct blue and orange why change up the colors why change up something that's not broken like those blue and orange like classic oilers colors were great and then you go with the ugly bland boring dark blue it it, it just it, it was an ultimate failure honestly yeah i agree 100 percent. and they just were announced for 2019 so hopefully they get changed quickly because they are yuck but that's it for our dishonorable mentions now you guys know what we think is the worst jersey in the NHL right now. Uh, we will now move on to our favorite jersey of all time. Chase, we'll start with you. How, how could it not be, though? The Vancouver Canucks skate jerseys. So, you know, the the black jerseys are primarily the ones I want to focus on. I started wearing them in 85, uh, but the updated version, my favorite version, the version that I own a Pavel Burry jersey of, uh, were the ones that started in 1992. They remained until 97. Uh, and then they changed like to the Orca jerseys that they kind of, not the ones they have now, but the same design and color scheme. Well, these were just beautiful black, red, and yellow. Black was the main color with red and yellow, uh, like stripes and accents. It just, it looked so good. That logo is my favorite logo in the history of hockey. Everything just came together so well. It's a jersey that I like fantasize about. It's my favorite jersey that I own of any sports team, any sports league, and it always will be. Yeah, and I never really agreed with you on this one until now. So I'm not going to put them as my number one jersey of all time. But when I was going back looking at just hundreds of jerseys today, I saw them again. I was like, you know what? These are actually pretty nice. So Thank you, I, Michael. I, I agree. I do like them a lot, and I do like them better than the current Vancouver Canucks jerseys. I think it'd be cool to go back to them. Uh, I even saw a design where it was like that same logo with the current Vancouver Canucks jersey colors, which wasn't bad, not as good as those old ones. But, uh, yeah, I, I do like these a lot. I think the Vancouver Canucks have had a great history of jerseys. Not not the V jerseys. Those things were really bad. But, like, going from the first Blade jerseys up until they added the word Canucks to, to their jerseys for the, for the Olympics, I think pretty much like that span of jerseys was some of the best jerseys in the history of hockey. And I think they need to go back. If they're going to keep like the same blue type of idea for color scheme, go back to the darker blue, go back to the original Orca jerseys that they have. Cause the current ones just, they really don't do it for me. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, Chase now to my number one. And you knew this was coming. It is the 1996 to 2006 Buffalo Sabres jerseys. These were the black and red with the white Buffalo on them. I think they're so clean. I love them so much. I get that people weren't the biggest fan of them as they had, you know, the classic blue and yellow with their Sabre design um, earlier before this. And then they, when they switched it up in 96, a lot of people weren't the biggest fan of them. But I was born in 97. 
So this is the first jersey that I saw for Buffalo, and I absolutely adore them. Dominic Hasek was rocking them. I think they're the best jersey of all time, and I'm supremely upset that they still aren't in any of the NHL games, even though they have other classic jerseys. Yeah, I agree. And honestly, the only reason I didn't put it in my top five is because I knew you were going to. So I was making I knew you were going to make it your number one. So I was like, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll leave this discussion for when it comes to his number one. But they, they would have been prop. They would have probably pushed out the Whalers for me uh, been my number five. But they just they executed so well. They look so great. The current Buffalo like Sabres color scheme is fine. But like those black and reds, just they were so good. Why wouldn't you want to go back to them? Yeah, most definitely, and they even added an alternate in the 2000s where it was an all-red with a actual Sabre design rather than the Buffalo, and those are all right. I, I think they're they're pretty solid. They wouldn't make my top 10 even, but uh, I think, you know, just the whole package, you get the alternate, and then just the amazing blacks, I, I specifically the blacks. The whites are, you know, all right, but the blacks, I think, are just phenomenal. I love that logo, too, so... Definitely my number one. I really hope it's at least in the NHL game because I don't think they're coming back to Buffalo anytime soon. Yeah, I I tend to agree. Uh, All right, Chase, before we move on to hockey name of the day and ending the episode, I just wanted to bring up probably all hockey fans probably know about this, but uh, about a month or two back, Fairy Designs redid all of the NHL jerseys made new alternates, I guess, for all the teams, and they are incredibly beautiful. Chase, you and I both love the Florida one. You got the Miami Vice type feel on that. Uh, so if you guys want to see some awesome jersey concepts, look up Fairy Designs, F-E-R-R-Y Designs. Uh, you can do that on Twitter. I'm sure there's YouTube videos out there about it as well. Um, absolutely gorgeous jerseys. Yeah, he... Yeah, see, hit, hit it out of the park. I I don't know if there's one that I don't like. I think every single one I at least like. Oh, I like this, or I just love it, or it's just unreal. Like that, it it was done so well, and those my yeah, again, those Florida jerseys just look so good. I, if they bring a version of those out as an alternate for the next season or for whenever, I I, I might cry tears of joy. Yeah, they're absolutely gorgeous, and they better give Fairy Designs compensation for his idea. Um. But yeah, awesome stuff there. You guys now know our top five jerseys of all time. You know what jersey we think currently in the NHL needs to be scrapped. And then, of course, to go check out Fairy Designs concept jerseys. But Chase, we now move on to hockey name of the day. Yes, sir. It's it's, it's a fun name. It's a throwback. It's a, it's a classic uh, old player. But so I'll let you, let you get reading. All right. We got Hakan Lube. <laughs> Yes, sir. Or, uh, you know, the Americanized version, Hakenlube. Uh, he is, so Hakenlube, he is a Swedish-born forward. He played, played in the NHL for a little bit, played exactly 450 games with the Calgary Flames, putting up 429 points. Pretty close to a point-per-game guy. He had an over 100-point season in 87-88, but he was also playing when scoring was a bit higher, so even like him scoring at those high numbers wasn't necessarily like considered superstar status. So that he played one more season in the NHL following that big year, went back over to Sweden, played for Farstad in the Swedish league, uh, played up until 95, 96 where he retired and then eventually went on to work in hockey, became the GM of that Farstad team, uh, went on to become the president, uh, general manager yet again. And then currently he is working as a European professional scout for the Calgary Flames. So he'll go to the European pro leagues and 
tell them about whether whether it's a draft older prospect who's playing pro leagues or if it's you know a guy who's like in his 20s who's gonna be a free agent he'll kind of inform them on that so still working in hockey today uh but Hackenlube is a pretty decorated guy in terms of the, of hockey accomplishments ninth round pick went on to play 450 games as i said you know member of the triple gold club which means he has a stanley cup he has uh olympic gold medal he has a world championship you know he's he's been pretty decorated at all levels of hockey and it's just a very fun name yeah and we usually don't make our hockey name of the day uh about any accomplishments but more about the name it's phenomenal that this guy's got the name and the accomplishments so pretty cool there uh but chase let's now end it with a uh an outro yeah that's it (laughs) all right so i want to thank y'all for listening as we always do if you'd like to become a patron on patreon we really appreciate it uh now that we've gone down to one episode a week uh some platforms some podcasts are starting to put out more episodes per week on patreon so you can start little as donating a dollar go up from there different you know donation points lead to different prize points so if you can do that we'd really appreciate it you can follow us on twitter at bolts broadcast that would be swell that is at bolts broadcast while you're at it check out the hockey podcast network on twitter at hockey Podnet. that is at hockey Podnet. Uh, go to the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. You can find all podcasts within the Hockey Podcast Network right there. Boom, just click on the logo. It takes you right to that podcast. You can listen easy peasy, lemon squeezy. You know, leave a comment wherever you're listening. Rate us five stars. Tweet at us. Send us messages. You know, DM us, mail, email us, whatever you got to do to reach out to us. We want to hear from you guys, hear your feedback. And also, make sure to check out this week coming up, the Ice Analytics Podcast. I was recently a guest. I uh, had, had a good conversation with Matt, so if you guys could check that out, I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, most definitely, Chase. I'm sure you represented our Tampa Bay Lightning well. Uh, if not, then our Tampa Bay fans will come for your head. Again, Chase is on that, not Mike. So if it's bad representation, go after Chase. Uh, so, yeah, thanks so much for coming out, guys, giving us a listen. If you guys want more content from Chase and I, you can go to WNP Sports Pod on Twitter. Check us out. Uh, we're now on YouTube. We are doing majority uh, football podcasts and we got a new one coming out on monday same as this episode and it is about the na or the nfl top seven draftable wide receivers so if you guys want to listen to that check us out over at youtube and twitter at wnp sports pod uh and then of course you gotta give bolts broadcast a follow like chase said and hockey pod net a follow as well uh so again we want to thank you guys for coming out and giving us a listen And we'll talk to you next time.